Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Hello, America. You're listening to the Rudy Giuliani Show, and thank you very, very much uh, for tuning in. And I'm glad that the um, search warrant has now been uh, released, and you know nothing more than you knew before, because the uh, warrant itself tells you nothing but what they seized. What uh, the liar-in-chief, otherwise known as the attorney general, is holding back is the affidavit. It's the affidavit that lays out the probable cause. Although the warrant itself pretty much blows up his entire case. Not that the morons on CNN would understand this uh, or want to understand it, but let me just take you through one or two facts being missed by the make-believe geniuses on television. The judge uh, or the magistrate's, uh, uh, sorry, Epstein's friend, uh, signed the affidavit, uh, signed the warrant on the 6th of August. He gave them until the 17th of August to execute it. Now, if uh, that uh, uh, affidavit had revealed anything of great urgency, like bearing on national security seriously, he'd have given them 13 days to do it. Look, I executed many, many warrants. When they were not that important, we had a week to do it. When they were important, You put down the word forthwith. That means immediately. If all this nonsense about nuclear material were true, why would the Justice Department want a warrant that took 13 days? Why would the judge sign one and gave them 13 days? Oh, and by the way, the FBI or the secret police, whatever you want to call them, was so concerned about it, they decided to take the weekend off in Palm Beach before they executed the warrant. Meanwhile... All that nuclear material was sitting there ready to be used by Donald Trump to blow up the world. Thirteen days to execute the warrant, two days of wasted time in executing it, and this was important? Like hell it was. Go sell that to somebody else. Like the, uh, the, the, the uh, bootlickers that cover you on television who either have no brains or they're brainwashed. But has anybody pointed that out? I bet they haven't. I bet they haven't. You know how important that is? I mean, you you get a warrant that involves national security. There isn't a decent judge in the world that will give you more than 24 hours. Of course, because something terrible could happen if this was really sensitive information. And let me give you another thing that, um, that they're doing, and I see it right now on CNN. 11 sets of classified documents. Everything is classified. Gosh almighty, uh, the the morning schedule is classified. Don't you think the president declassified it before he took it out of the White House? Idiots. Who gets to classify and declassify? The president of the United States. The president of the United States can declassify anything he wants to. (laughs) 
<laughs> so those aren't classified documents. Those documents have been declassified because they were taken out of the White House before he left as president of the United States. And he was in the process of determining which ones should be returned and which ones shouldn't. He had already returned 15 boxes. He had shown that he was willing to do it by subpoena. There obviously was nothing of great moment there. Otherwise, the 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 um, Hillary-loving uh, judge would not have given them uh, seven, uh, 13 days. Oh, and by the way, the judge recused himself a week earlier in a case involving uh, Hillary Clinton because he was too emotionally involved with Hillary. What the hell is he doing in this case? Because he was a plant. He was the guy they wanted. Uh, he's the only one who would probably sign this piece of garbage. That's why I want to see the affidavit. And I tell you, I can't believe the people who cover the Justice Department. I can't believe how stupid they are. They don't know what questions to ask. I mean, I heard that. When I saw that there was a delay of two days between the moment that the guy signed the warrant and the FBI executed it, I said to myself, this is bull. This is complete bull. If it was important to have been executed, they'd have gone right from the magistrate's office right to Mar-a-Lago, and they would have executed it. But it might, must have been nice taking the weekend off in Palm Beach. We should actually take a look and see if they had suntans before they went in. So uh, you don't need to know much more about it other than, number one, they got 13 days to do it, so the magistrate couldn't have found anything super uh, important or of great moment. Number two, they couldn't have been too concerned about anything because they took a weekend off before they did it. And number three, they picked a magistrate rather than a federal judge who was appointed by judges, not appointed by the president. And they pick one that is so seriously compromised, he recused himself in a case just a week or two earlier, so they must have known it involving Hillary Clinton. So he would have signed anything that was put in front of him. Why did he recuse himself in this case? Oh, and by the way, the guy was a great friend. We see pictures of him with Epstein, and Epstein and Trump hated each other. Epstein's picture, I used to live there for a while. Epstein's picture was in the guardhouse of uh, both Mar-a-Lago and the golf course. Never to be let in. Throw him out. If you see him on site, throw him out. Because he had harassed a, uh, a masseuse, female masseuse. How do they get away with this? Please. I mean, this is the third or fourth time now they've made fools out of us. Russian Russian uh, disinformation, the phony conversation with the Ukrainian president that could be disproved by the hard drive. Hiding the hard drive for a year and a half. I mean, you've got to be a criminal to do that. And then this phony Garland gets up and says, no one is above the law. And that's just about the time that Hunter Biden is getting on Air Force One with his father rather than going to prison. <laughs> oh, and by the way, uh, our crooked president and his crooked son are staying for nothing at something like a, what is it, a $20 million, $20 million home? And they're not paying anything for it. That's pretty good, huh? What a bunch of moochers. In addition to being, in addition to being uh, major criminals for thirty years, they're moochers. 
I'm looking at this house. Wow. It's, you know, he's really good. He's been a crook for 30 years. And and there's equal application of the law. Like uh, if, if uh, you had this kind of stuff on Eric Trump, you'd think he'd be uh, flying around like this or he'd be in prison by now. Come on. You've got to be stupid to think anything else. So I don't know where this is going other than the tragedy of what they've done to law enforcement. The tragedy of how they've compromised the FBI and the Department of Justice. And they've really made them into the Democrat Party Biden secret police when they do things like this. And then, then you know, when you start telling lies, you got to start. So now we have this nuclear thing where that's obviously garbage because you wouldn't have six, uh, 13 days to execute if there's some kind of nuclear secret involved. So we'll see what the next lie is when they put the affidavit out, if they ever do. And this is like a small percentage of the classified material that Hillary Clinton destroyed. And uh, uh, Comey let her uh, go free. And she was not in a position to declassify. Trump was. So when you see the word classified and in his possession, you can be pretty damn sure it's declassified and he did it. Well, I mean... uh, it's really getting absolutely uh, crazy with the migrants in Florida. I know we had Attorney General Paxton on the other day, and uh, and I've I've been talking to other people in Texas in the law enforcement community, and um, they just find it. I'm not going to say not even funny, but you know, so hypocritical that um, that Bowser and Adams are crying the way they're crying over the over the migrants when they've you know set up a sanctuary city where uh, in New York, Adams was in favor of giving them health uh, care, where Adams, uh, where, where we have a law that allows them to vote, and they're being forced to come to New York? I mean, if you, if you sat down any one of those migrants that got, got over the border illegally, and you gave them a choice of Texas or New York, of course they would take New York. In Texas, they don't get welfare. In New York, they do. In New York, they got COVID money. In Texas, they did. In uh, Texas, they don't get free health care. In New York, they do. In New York, they have the possibility, if they live in New York City, to, to vote. In Texas, they don't. Where, where would you rather be? And since they don't pay income tax, the, one of the main reasons of going to Texas doesn't apply to them. So here's what's happening. Everybody that can work and make money is going to Texas. Because they don't have to pay taxes there. So we're losing the people who pay the bills, and we're getting the people that we have to support. What happens to a city that loses the people that pay the bills and gets people that have to be supported? It gets destroyed, and Adams is presiding over it, and he's – I don't know if he's too dumb or he just doesn't care. Meanwhile, Bowser's asking for the National Guard. She wants the national. She didn't want the national guard for uh, for January sixth. She wants the national guard now. I thought she wanted all these nice people in her city. Aren't, aren't Democrats for open borders? Just let them come in. Don't ask who they are. Don't ask any questions. I mean, they may be nice people. They may be murderers. Who cares? We're not going to check. And I would like you also to calculate the following. If three million came in under Biden, which is a way, way uh, beyond any record of any president, no matter how incompetent and virtually were not vetted. How many people came in that we never got to see? 
Well, you know what the calculations are from experts? They range anywhere from 50 to 150 percent. In other words, if a million come in and you detect them, anywhere from 500,000 to a million five will have come in and you never got to see them. Because while you were paying attention, right, think about it. The more you have to pay attention to the people that are coming in, the more you, the more you collect, the more your resources are being used up. And there are other places that are much more open. And this is all being run by the cartels. So the cartels run probably the better people into us. And they probably, the more dangerous, they probably send up through routes that we don't get to see. So whatever you're seeing now, no matter how bad it is, the ones that you don't see are probably much worse. Does that make sense to you? You, you understand what I'm saying? And that is, this isn't me. This is every study that's been done on the border for the last 30 years, right? In New York, fatal stabbings are up 43%. They think about guns all the time. Well, you know, murder was up last month, too. Uh, Adams was so proud that he had gotten murder down. Well, last month it was up 34%. Well, stabbings were up 43%. He's doing a good job, isn't he? He really is doing a good job. He is doing a good job getting those nightclubs going. Man. We'll be back uh, very, very uh, shortly to listen to uh, some very wise words from our governor. America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you with the Rudy uh, Giuliani show. And uh, before we get to uh, kickback, Kathy, let me uh, play for you. I I, I think I know this guy. uh, I think he claims to be a former U.S. attorney. Let's uh, let's listen to uh, another one of these um, left-wing geniuses. Cut 17. We knew they took intermediate steps, and he talked about that at the press conference, tried first to go by subpoena, tried to do other things, and then finally they just had to act, I think they felt, because Trump still possessed uh, information and classified documents that could give real do real damage to the national security, even result in harming or killing uh, people who work for the United States. Well, I don't know who Harry Littman is, but he's either a jackass or a liar. Uh, First of all, uh, Trump did uh, respond to the subpoenas. And uh, contrary to what the liar said, he actually uh, turned over 15, 20 boxes uh, under subpoena. So there's no no history of not uh, responding to a subpoena. And number two, if this if this contained material that was so damaging to national security, get someone killed, the magistrate would have given you 17 days to go find it. I think the magistrate was like 10 miles away from Mar-a-Lago when he signed it. And Mar-a-Lago's in Florida. The magistrate's in Florida. Idiot. Uh, were you really a U.S. attorney? Did you ever really handle a case uh, that involved national security could get someone killed? And a magistrate would give you 17 days. If you did, you got a lot of people killed, pal. Man. And they suspended me from practicing law. <laughs> because I'm a danger? <laughs> you are. How, how idiotic they are, aren't they? And they just get away with saying stupid things like this. It could get someone killed and the magistrate gave them seven, uh, 13 days to do it. Oh, and by the way. They took a whole weekend off before they went and did it. It was so serious. God, it's just one liar after another. 
Now let's listen to Kickback Kathy, who probably has herself all confused because she's worried about whether her husband's going to get those kickbacks on the stadium that she's building in. Um, you know, he's got the concessions. Her husband's got the concessions for all the food and stuff uh, at the stadium, which is the biggest moneymaker at a new stadium. And that's one of the reasons it's going to cost you as taxpayers somewhere between 4 and $5 billion to build it. I know you say it's going to cost $1.2 billion. Well, that's the hard cost of it, which is probably twice as much as it should cost because of the kickbacks that are involved. But it's actually going to cost you 4 or $5 billion because that's how she – those are the bribes she had to give to other members who said, hey, how come Buffalo's getting all this? So the budget, the budget originally was something like 220, and it ended up being once she did the bribery here about 225 uh, 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 billion dollars. I mean, and just think about it. That's twice Florida, twice Florida, and then then she has the nerve to say this. So let's go to number 20. I think it's number 20 from Kickback Kathy. To the 1.77 views of Call New York Home. Um, thank you for calling New York Home. Don't go anywhere else. There's no better state. Florida's overrated. <laughs> I won't, no, I shouldn't say this, but look at the governor. I mean, just started, started at the top down. <laughs> Get this, in trouble. This was at a Holocaust event. You're a very sensitive woman. She really, I mean, she really has real feeling for people. This is a Holocaust event. I mean, have you figured out yet she's a boob? I mean, have you figured it out yet as well as a part of the Albany slime with her husband, uh, you know, slinking around for as many millions as he can get? Kind of like the Pelosi's. The stuff on the Pelosi son is coming out now, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I can't wait. You know the reason why uh, they go after me so much? Because if uh, they ever, um, if they ever paid attention to all the evidence that I have, which is in all my podcasts, if you go back and look at it, I'll tell you what a, I'll tell you what a, what a, a very, very um, honest, and there aren't that many that are honest, a very, very honest Ukrainian uh, law enforcement officer told me. If the Biden thing ever opens up, uh, you're going to lose about 10, 12 other Democrats in Washington. Because he was not the only one taking money here. So uh, we, we see that Pelosi uh, took her son along with him, with, with them, but never had his name down. It was, it was hidden. And her son does business with the Chinese communists, too. So, so now we have the son of the president and the son of the number three person in line to be president doing business with our enemy, the Chinese communists. Anybody care? And, and you're, you're worried about uh, old documents that Trump has that supposedly imperil national security uh, so bad you can wait 13 days to go get them and look at them? And, and uh, ones that he probably declassified. And they were sitting in a safe that nobody was looking at. Meanwhile, these people are taking money from the Chinese communists and it doesn't matter. And you're telling me we, we have a fair system of justice. You're telling me the FBI aren't the, the Democrat secret police? I mean, what else do I have to do to prove it to you? Gosh, I mean, it really is. Uh, it really is sad.
Well, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Then we'll have the mayor's final thoughts. And uh, we got a bunch of things to lead up to for the, for, for, for the weekend. You come right back. Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you on the Rudy Giuliani show. So we listened to uh, Kickback Kathy uh, with her uh, unbelievably inappropriate, uh, ridiculous uh, joke at uh, the Holocaust um, uh, memorial. I mean, she can't she can't uh, even take uh, two minutes off when you're recognizing and, and remembering uh Six million people killed to to not politic and make sarcastic remarks and attack uh, either DeSantis or Zeldin. And by the way, Zeldin is picking up the latest poll that we have here from the is this the post from the August seventh to the ninth uh, shows um, shows that it's a forty eight forty. So. That's that's uh, that's that is a very, very doable race. That's probably cut in half from when it started. And if she keeps I mean, basically, Zeldin, I think Lee might might consider just giving us some money so she can campaign more. I mean, the more she talks, the more she may talk herself out of being governor. We may she may just prove beyond any doubt that she's a boob. Uh, meanwhile, Mr. Mac Isaac, who to whom uh, the United States owes a great debt of gratitude, is being um, re- related in an experience that I think should be uh, uh, you should be reminded of, given the issues that are going on with the FBI and law enforcement. Uh, he w- he was visited uh, uh, when it was found out that this was going to come out, and one of the FBI agents. Um, I believe it was Agent DeMeo, paused and turned to him, and he said to Mr. Mr. Mac Isaac, it's our experience that nothing ever happens to people that don't talk about these things. I mean, that, that's an obstruction of justice, isn't it? That's subordination of perjury, isn't it? In other words, let's protect the Bidens. What, what, what's the FBI doing trying to protect the Bidens from the numerous crimes revealed in the hard drive? including child pornography. Why? Why? Including money laundering, including possessing a thirty-eight revolver while uh, under the influence of drugs, uh, taking $31 million from our enemy China, taking $3.5 million from our enemy Russia. Why is the FBI protecting them? Why, why would an FBI agent say, say to Mac Isaac, who turned over that thing and did a patriotic thing, why would he say to him, it's our experience that nothing ever happens to people that don't talk about these things? Is there something seriously wrong with the FBI? Uh, I, 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 I would hesitate to say that because I love, I, 
love the FBI. I worked with them all through the 80s and uh, 70s and 80s. Some of my biggest cases I did with the FBI. There are there times when we were both in a situation where our lives were in, je- in jeopardy. I mean, the, uh, the mafia voted on whether to kill me or not because of their investigation. I was G-Man of the Year. <laughs> when I was a kid, I first thing, one of the things I most wanted, I think I got it in some kind of a, you know, one of those things where you send in uh, uh, from your uh, cereal box. I got a little uh, junior FBI badge. I used to wear it to school. Tried to arrest the other kids. It didn't work. No, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. I didn't try to arrest anybody. But listen to Rand Paul. And I, I think a couple of years ago, I'd have gotten really angry if Rand Paul had said this. But I want you to listen to cut one. I just, just, just listen to this. I do think, though, they're, they're, they're making a martyr of the former president and, if anything, elevating his chances. And the thing is, is if the mass majority of the country thinks that the government is actually using the apparatus of their FBI to go after a candidate, it will make uh, him even more popular. And they think that uh, people are just going to lay down and say, oh, no, it looks like criminal activity. No, people distrust so much the government that we've gotten to the point where for example, do I know that the boxes of material they took from Mar-a-Lago, that they won't put things in those boxes to entrap him? How do we know? Their lawyers weren't allowed to see the boxes go. They weren't categorized. That's going to be a problem. Thousands of documents were taken. Yeah, mm-hmm. how do we know that they're going to be honest with us about what's actually in the boxes? How do we mm-hmm. know that was in the box before it left the residence if the lawyers weren't allowed to see everything? So, you know, they've lost a great deal of trust, and it's, uh, it's a sad day for the country because this truly is an attack on our constitutional republic. He's right. A, an FBI that would lie as much as they did over the Steele dossier would, uh, would conclude uh, three days into investigating the Russian collusion thing. Their, their, their honest agents concluded there was nothing to it. One said it, the allegations were insane and then go ahead for three and a half years and investigate it and try to have a president removed from office based on it. Uh, a group of people like that could plant evidence, couldn't it? So he's not he's not way off base there. I mean, I don't think that's true, but it's not as if that's crazy. They've done things like that. And this whole thing with this, uh, you know, they've come up with this nuclear thing as a way to save their backsides because of what I've told you before. The, uh, you, you're not going to delay a warrant 13 days if nuclear material is involved unless you're just freaking lying. Then let's listen to, I mean, this also affects a, a, a family and a good family and family I watch grow up. Let's, let's, let's listen to Lara Trump for a second. Uh, cut four. I'm kind of shocked to tell you the truth that it took three days for him to come out and really give us no information. I think a lot of Americans uh, were looking for something, anything that they could look to from the attorney general that would reassure them that this was not a political attack, uh, that they don't have to be worried, that they were overly aggressive, uh, you know, breaking into the home and raiding the home of a former president of the United States. I mean, that is a very big deal. The last time they were at Mar-a-Lago, as far as I can tell from the documents that I saw and talking to Christina and some of the other lawyers, the last time they were there, they were going over uh, the search warrant. They were, they were looking at where the things were located that were going to be taken pursuant to search warrant. There was no 
objection to that. There was no attempt to evade or avoid or fight the search warrant. They had already turned over somewhere close to half or more than half of the documents. Uh, They were told to put an extra lock on it. They put the extra lock on. The FBI actually had to break that lock open. And then let's listen to this other uh, number five from uh, Lara. And I think maybe this tells you everything you need to know. I don't think he's specifically anxious about this. I think it's just an overall feeling that, you know, where are we in the United States of America when this sort of thing could happen? You know, your two previous guests, I think, laid it out pretty well. But you look at the fact that, man, look at the Bidens, look at the Clintons. They have a history of criminality, of covering it up, and there is absolutely nothing done to them. Why is it that is only the Trump family and Donald Trump that seems to continue to have these witch hunts? against him, against him and, and he's constantly attacked. I mean, we know that from the day he came down the escalator and said he was running for president of the United States. Um, so I think it's just an overall feeling of more of the same. And uh, sadly, maybe you kind of get used to it at a certain point, not that anyone ever should, um, but it's really concerning that this sort of thing is able to take place in America because it's something that we expect to see in a communist or a third world country. With that, we're going to go to Jimmy in in Brooklyn. If I hear the word communist, I'm going to go to the biggest expert. Jimmy. I appreciate that, Mr. Mayor. This is the situation. Uh, Let me read real quick here what Rand Paul just said. This is what the communists write. This is what the Soviets, this is what Gorbachev was pushing. The ideological erosion of the bourgeois order at every level, economic, political, cultural, social, would precede the initiation of direct frontal assaults on the state. So we see now how they're going after the Constitution. They want to pack the court. They're changing how we're voting. Now there's other agents, retired FBI agents, coming forward. This is a full-fledged communist revolution. Mr. Mayor, I made a speech two weeks ago in Jersey. It was a small one. It was a small group, like 40 people. There's a bigger one they're, they're organizing, but I'm also supposed to let go me down know, south. Let me know about that, all right? Wh- I'll let wh- you know. Oh, all right. Okay. I'm going to speak down south in front of a 1,000 people involved in law enforcement. People are starting to see. Everything happening now was in the communist press. They talked about Czechoslovakia in 1948 as the model. We hear people now talking about weaponizing the IRS, weaponizing the FBI. That's what they did in Czechoslovakia. So when the Soviets say Czechoslovakia in 1948 is the model for the West, it's being carried out. Sun Tzu, 2,500 years ago, talked about turning your enemies, admirals and generals, generals inward against their own country turning their spies and their agents inward against their own country. So what the communists are doing, 2,500 years old, and there's no conservatives that seem to understand this. Mr. Mayor, I ask you a favor. I know this is a hard thing. Chris Ruddy, Mr. Katsimatidis, the Trump family, Bannon, the talk radio, Fox News, Newsmax, Gawker, all of these people, if you could get them together... I could speak. I spoke the Jersey two weeks ago, an hour and a half, nonstop. Nobody left. I spoke at West Point a year before the, Ben Laden knocked down the Trade Center. At the end of the speech, I was swarmed by cadets wanting my autograph. I don't even know how to do an autograph. I'm not used to having to give autographs. <laughs> People are dying right. and thirsting for information. Let me see what we I can do. We can prove it all from the communist press, Mr. Mayor. All we right. are in serious, serious trouble I, here. I, I, I don't discount anything you're saying. I I agree with you completely. Let's go to Allison. 
Hi, Mr. Giuliani. How are you? Hi, Allison. How are you? I'm good. Before we get started, I promised a friend of mine that we would say hello to Ken G. All right. He listens to you. Can you please say hello to Ken? Hey, Ken. How you doing? He listens to you every day on his way home from work. And whenever I'm him. on, then he calls. <laughs> then he calls. He's a federal law enforcement agent. Well, hang Not in FBI, there. don't worry. Hang. Well, no, come on. There's still. <laughs> uh, we got to get the retired guys together. You know, they really they really went crazy uh, with the Hillary thing. They got to be they got to be like really upset. Well, the thing is, they, they, they know what's going on. They they know what's going on. I mean, I, I talked to I talked to a bunch of them. They're just just got not a critical mass. But I mean, plenty know what's going on. Those guys stick together. They're not. There are very, very few of them who will come out and, and say yeah, anything negative of, about FBI. They, I mean, they had a Just good one. They, they had a good one on uh, on. Uh, I don't know if it was Hannity or, or Laura uh, the other night. He was really terrific. Assistant director. I didn't. I didn't even know him. I think he comes from the Midwest, but he was absolutely terrific. Just laid out the whole thing with Comey and how it fell apart and Mueller. Unbelievable. Well, go ahead, go ahead, Lyle. So we've got a bunch of other people waiting, too. Yeah. So if we're going to talk about FBI corruption, let's make this short and sweet. Yep. Um, let's go back to the 90s, because this has been going on. I've been hearing the same stories for 30 years about how corrupt and inept they are. So let me ask you, do you know the name Eric Rudolph? Yep, I do. Okay. I bet most of your listeners do not. Right. I bet they all know the name Richard Jewell. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, tell them. And when that... When the Olympic Park bombing happened at the Olympics in Atlanta in 1996, the prime suspect was Richard Jewell, and that was FBI's decision. ATF had identified Eric Rudolph, and they were not going along with, with the, uh, with the uh, Jewell uh, theory. Um, eventually, they wound up proving it because he did a series of other bombings and abortion right. clinics. Right, and other, right, yeah. right. Um, but my, my problem with FBI is that for two years, they terrorized Eric Jewell, his mother, his, you know, friends. He lost his job. He went bankrupt. And he was he innocent. Was, he yeah, was yeah, innocent yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole time. It's a famous time. story. I, I mean, uh, people, I think, probably now remember it now that you're saying it because it's been covered pretty, pretty uh, substantially. Uh, look, um, the FBI has had a series of problems, and I think no one wanted to pull it all together as systemic. And now the last four or five years— uh, it's it's affecting you know the highest levels of government. It's affecting our democracy. I mean, uh, it, it, when you look at the upper echelon of the FBI, to say they're a secret police would not be an exaggeration. And they're operating as the Biden state police, the Democratic state police. They do anything that they want. I mean, this whole craziness with nuclear material and the warrant thirteen de- uh, thirteen days, and they take the weekend off, and then oh. Uh, it, it's got to be fixed, and we've got to get the Democrats out of office, and we got to clean out the FBI. Really, clean, like get rid of them, get rid of the people that are there. Well, let's give Bob a chance. Hey, Bob. Hello, Rudy. How are you? Hi, Rudy. How good, are you, good. Bob? Always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, I seen you last night on Lindell TV Live. Oh, good. And I, yeah, it was very nice. Uh, that's the correct word to use. <laughs> it, was a, you know, it was informing. <laughs> uh, but now, I was curious, uh, what your thoughts on, uh, uh, you know, Mike Lindell has been, uh, his legal team has been informing uh, sheriffs about their legal right to arrest people who broke the law 
while under government, you know, with being seen by government cameras. Mm-hmm. And uh, in regards to the drop boxes, uh, is there any uh, any uh, way, uh, any traction there? I don't know. I really don't know. I, I mean, everybody's so afraid of that stolen election thing because the media and the uh, and the, 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 the corrupt uh, left wing have kind of made it like you're a traitor if you say stolen election. But um, no, absolutely. When you see that on TV, what you're watching is uh, election fraud right in front of your eyes. I mean, not on TV, on, on film. It's all on film. You can see them stuffing the ballot boxes. I mean, it's obviously it's election fraud, and they should be arrested for it. They should be identified and arrested. And it can't be that hard because um, they track their cell phones. They were tracked by cell phone, but so you got. I mean, some of them you just have the cell phone. That would be a little harder. But where you have the cell phone, and then you have the film of their stuffing the ballot box with things that have fallen out of the bags. I mean, you you got to be uh, you got to be the New York Times not to realize it's a crime. Well, we'll be right back uh, with the mayor's final words right after this short interruption. Rudy Giuliani, former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani and the Rudy Giuliani Show on WABC. But what I wanted to tell you about is Tunnel to Towers. T two T dot org. T two T dot org. That is the organization that takes care of the finest, the greatest among us. Those who are in uniform, who give up their lives or give up a lot of their body to save us and keep us safe. And then Tunnel to Towers is almost always the first one there to pay off the mortgage, to build a home that allows people who are catastrophically injured to be able to have a maximum amount of independence. And you contribute $11 a month and do it consistently and you'll be paying the debt that you owe to them. And if you can give more, give more. Uh, nothing more important than that because we really need, we, we, we need these people to know how much we care about them and how much we love them. Not just care about them, but love them. Well, this has been a very, very sad week in America. And we've had a lot of sad weeks. But for me, it's a, a particularly sad week. I've had all my life a great respect for law and order, and I don't mean that as a slogan. I mean that as a reality, a reality that this nation had the greatest system of justice in the world, it, it, it honed from thousands of years of Western civilization, going back to the Greeks and the Romans and the Middle Ages and uh uh, finally, uh, European law and, of course, the magnificent English common law that began with the Magna Carta and then its uh, reinterpretation into the greatest republic that ever existed in the history of the world, the United States of America. As uh, they say in that great play, A Man for All Seasons, about England, uh, <laughs> we're a country that's surrounded by laws, thick with trees of laws. And if we didn't have them, our rights would be in great jeopardy. Well, our rights are in great jeopardy because our trees, our laws have been torn down by greedy, corrupt, crooked politicians whose desire for money and desire for power uh, has uh, uh, put their country, uh, you know, when we say America last, that's when we've got an administration, we've got a president that puts China first. And we, and we should know it because we know that he got $31 million from China. What happened to us? 
When, when and where do we lose our common sense? When and where did we become able to be brainwashed so that in a city like Chicago for 50 years they vote for Democrats and every weekend uh, anywhere from 5 to 20 young African-American men lose their lives and nothing's done about it. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of what's going on in America today. How, how, do, how, do we vote, how, how do we vote for a political party that gives us a president that's suffering from dementia, has been a crook for 30 years, and has sold out to China and Russia for money? When, when did we lose our ability to put America first and political parties second? And uh, it's only going to be restored when we become strong enough and smart enough to understand what's happening to us, to understand the, the, the charade they're playing out just this very moment about these, do- about these documents and what I tried to point out to you. How could this possibly be something of danger to national security? And this Epstein-loving, Hillary-loving uh, magistrate gave them 13 days, and they took the weekend off. This is where exercise of common sense becomes so important. It's, and it's got to override your prejudices and your biases, because I do feel sorry for you. You're overwhelmed by a media that's relentless, relentless in the propaganda that they feed you. I'm just watching out of the corner of my eye the propaganda from that CNN they put on these people that uh, the simple reality is there's only one way we're going to save this country, and that is uh, we have to throw the leadership and a good portion of the Democratic Party out of office, basically destroy it, not so that we have a one-party system, so that we have a healthy two-party system, because it will reinvent itself if and when it has to. And if it ever happens to us, the Republican Party— you do the same thing to us. This is very critical. God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend and listen to Uncovering the Truth this weekend. It's going to be <laughs> it's going to be really really important and really hot. God bless America. <laughs> <laughs>